Hi guys, Primstone here. Today's video I've brought in some help from my good friend Jamaica. Some of you may have heard of him, he also does very very good creepy narrations. So, without further ado... One. This was about 13 years ago, when I was 13, and I won't soon forget it. My mother decided to take me out for a night of shopping to get a new outfit for my freshman class pictures. We arrived at one of the boutiques and immediately split ways. I headed off to the juniors section and my mother to the missus. It was only after a few moments that I began to feel very uneasy. I knew I was being watched. I looked up to see a middle-aged, bald man peering at me from a clothes rack just a few feet in front of me. I gave him an uncomfortable but polite smile and continued to sort through the clothes. Each time I would move to a different rack, and without fail, the man would be at another clothes rack directly across from me. I grew more and more uneasy, but continued to pick out my selections. It wasn't until the final time I looked up at the man that my heart sank. He was staring at me with the most terrifying grin I have ever seen to this day. We made quick eye contact, and suddenly my eyes were drawn down south. The man's pants were unzipped and down to his ankles. His dick was completely exposed, and worst of all, he was playing with it, excitedly. I immediately ran straight for my mother, and only turned back once to see the man darting out of the store. I must have been in shock because I didn't explain what happened to my mum. She did ask what was wrong, and I quickly told her I just wanted her to come see the clothes I had chosen. About an hour went by, and my young mind had apparently repressed the situation. I was with my mother at the register, paying for our purchases. We turned around and walked towards the door to leave, when my mother mentioned leaving her keys on the counter. I giggled because this was something she did quite often. At the same time, I opened up my phone to reply to a text message I had just received. After just a moment, my mother grabbed my hand and we began walking to the door. When I was only ten feet from the exit, I heard a voice from far behind that sounded surprisingly like my mother, but very panicked. The woman cried, No, 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 stop! And then began screaming my name. It was only then that I realised it was my mother. In a moment of sheer terror, I looked up from my phone to see the old, bald man from before. He only tightened his grip and started walking faster to the door. I pulled on his hand and dug my heels into the floor. A tall security guard appeared out of nowhere and began to chase after us. That's when the man dropped my hand and escaped. The guard ran after him and unfortunately did not catch him, but he did, however, catch his plate number. The police were called and upon their arrival I burst into tears and explained everything that had happened before. My mother was astonished and one of the policemen looked at me with kind eyes and said, Don't worry dear, we will catch him. Sadly, they did not catch him soon enough. It was a little over a week later when I was watching the 6 o'clock news. There was a story about a 12-year-old girl who had been beaten, raped and tortured for an entire week before her killer finally stabbed her 32 times. Her body was contorted into a small luggage bag and was thrown out with that Monday night's trash. At the end of this gruesome news report, they asked the public to call the local police station with tips in regards to the murder. Then, 
they posted a picture of the suspect. To my horror, it was the bald man from the boutique. To this day, I still fear that it could have been me on that news report. I also feel immense guilt, knowing that if the bald man had succeeded in getting me past those doors, then that little girl would still be alive today. 2. Everything started with a gathering at my school. It was mostly for people who went to our high school, but people who had already graduated were invited also. I went there with a friend, but I only stayed for like a half hour. It was nothing special. For me, it was rather boring. When I got home and checked my Facebook, I had one new friend request and a message. It was from a guy who had already graduated from my school. I'm very open and friendly, so I accepted the friend request and wrote him back. His first messages were normal, the casual how are you doing and such. He also talked a lot about this Valentine's Day party that was supposed to take place at my school. In the beginning I replied to his messages, out of politeness. Then the messages became more frequent. He wrote me non-stop. He started calling me beautiful and said he was falling in love with me. Dude, what the fuck? He had only seen me once and we didn't even talk that time. I told him politely that I wasn't interested in communicating with him. It didn't help. Then I started ignoring him because I was getting really uncomfortable. Sometimes it seemed like he didn't even need me to send him a message. Like he was talking to himself when writing me. He was asking questions and answering himself like he had an illusion that he was actually talking to me. I got more and more annoyed with it every day, and even though I rarely block anyone, I blocked him on Facebook. I thought maybe then he would get the hint that I am not interested in him. Well, I was wrong. For a few weeks, it was quiet, until the Valentine's Day party. I went there with my friends, we were just hanging around and talking. At one point, one of my friends started laughing and asked me who that was. Yes, this creeper was standing in the corner just staring at me. He was whispering something. At first I couldn't tell what he was saying, but then I realized it. He was whispering my name. It was really creepy and I just tried to ignore him. My friends laughed about it, and I guess he got embarrassed and left. The next day I was performing my usual internet routine, Twitter, Instagram, etc. When I checked my email, I had a letter from him. Okay, it's not hard to figure out my email, since it is my full name. But it was still odd that he knew it. The letter was about how he enjoyed talking to me at the party, and how he had wished we had more time to talk. He also begged me to unblock him on Facebook. I didn't even say a word to him. He also made a Twitter account and sent me a follower request. His tweets were always addressed to me or about me. Every time I denied his request, he sent a new one within minutes. Then the messages started. I was getting really creeped out because my phone number wasn't on my Facebook or anywhere on the internet. He told me in these messages that he didn't want to argue with me and that he didn't like it when we were fighting. He begged me to unblock him again. I didn't answer any of the messages and just hoped he would leave me alone. Nope. 
I was taking a shower one morning, and I heard my phone ringing in the other room. I ignored it at first, as I always do, but it just wouldn't stop ringing. I thought maybe it was an emergency, and that maybe someone from my family was calling. Unknown number. Tons of missed calls. I answered and knew immediately that it was the same guy. I yelled at him to leave me alone, that I wasn't interested, and that he was annoying me. He answered that he didn't want to be annoying, in a really sad voice. It seemed like he was crying, but it wasn't like a sincere cry. It sounded like he was faking it. I hung up, and luckily he didn't call anymore. It was quiet for months, and then he started messaging me again. It wasn't that frequent anymore. I didn't answer, and he stopped for a while. I almost forgot about him, but then he showed up to my graduation. He brought me a rose and tried to shake my hand. It was the grossest handshake I've ever received. His hand was limp like a noodle, and that was so uncomfortable. Seeing him there kind of ruined my day. He tried to chat with me, but I just left and power walked to my friends. After the graduation, I was looking through the pictures that my friends had taken, and he was in almost every one, just staring at me from a distance. Really creepy. I know it's not the worst stalker story, but it was really uncomfortable and creepy for me. Luckily, I haven't heard from him since graduation, and I really hope it will stay that way. Thanks ever so much for watching the video, and I want to say a big thank you to your maker for helping me out in making this one. He's a great guy with a fantastic channel. He uploads weekdays, so that's five uploads a week. That's more than enough for your fix of creepy, I'm sure you'll agree. If you want to check out his channel, I've put the link to it in the description below. It's actually one of the channels that I watch on a regular basis, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. In a couple of days, we will be having the finale of the Maniacs Museum. I know it's sad, it's a fantastic series, and I'm really, really upset that it has to end. But hopefully, we'll find something to take its place. And if you guys have got an idea for a story that you want me to read, you can email me, I've put the email below. And also, feel free to send me a message here on YouTube, I will read everything. So, until next time, sleep tight.